0: And welcome to another episode of Real Conversations, a space where we discuss the important issues around the country, a space where we tackle the toughest issues that affect the African American community. My name is Anthony Ellis, and I want to introduce my co-host, my good friend and activist sister, Miss Cassandra Thompson. How are you today? Great. How are you doing? I, I'm doing well. I'm a little nervous because, you know, I'm a little nervous because we're only about a couple days out of our, uh, from uh, election day, or shall I say uh, D-Day. Um, yes. Uh, are you a little nervous?
1: Just a tad bit, but other than that, I'm okay.
0: Okay. All right. Well, you're doing a lot better than I am. I think a lot of people are kind of a little bit anxious right now, but some people just want to get this out of the way. And then some people are like, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. Is it going to be a good thing? Or is it just going to be a very bad thing? So those are some things that we're going to talk a little bit about today in our episode. Um, As you probably already know, that election day is going to be on Tuesday, November third. It is the most crucial presidential election in American history. I know you probably heard it 5 million times already, right, Cassandra? They're saying that it's yes. going to be one of the most controversial elections that we have ever seen. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you also know Cassandra as well, that it's more than just a president and a vice president that's online this year, that's on a ballot. Um, mm-hmm. If you also remember our previous episode that we did, where we talked with uh, Yolanda and uh, Ms. Johnson, they also went in depth at what is going to be on the ballot this year. And we obviously already know what's on the ballot, right? We got, what, the Supreme Court nomination. Yes. That, which already, we already know that Amy Comey Barrett has been sworn in as of Monday, I think it was, Monday evening, which now gives conservatives the majority. Um, we will um, also, you know, that all the seats are up in the House, the Senate, the House, on a national level, but you also have some very key um Congressional seats. That's also on the state level and also on the local level because those are just as important. Mm-hmm. I know also as well in um, the state of New Jersey, you also have some referendums. That's also that's on the ballot this year. And we know if you don't, know, in mm-hmm. case if you're not familiar, what a referendum is. That is a direct and universal vote, which the entire electorate is invited to vote on a particular proposal, which may result in the adoption of new policy of Pacific law. So. We know that um now if you can remind me um Cassandra, what are the referendums that there are this year or
1: for New Jersey, we had to vote on medical marijuana.
0: Okay. All right. So American- was that was uh
1: the vote that we had to do besides the local, besides the president, the senate, and the house of representatives, also the school board too. You okay. can vote on that.
0: Okay. And obviously I know in your state that you just do mail-in ballots this year. That the only yes. reason. Mm-hmm. So, and I know that you've already voted and mailed it in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And if you can kind of remind me exactly what to do if you haven't done so already.
1: If you haven't done so, as far as voting goes, when you get your ballot, if you live in New Jersey, it comes through the mail. And what you do is you get a black pen and you fill in the bubble that corresponds with the person that's voting. So, if you would like to, you have to vote from the top to the bottom and you have to fill in the bubble. Okay. And then, after it's done, after you've voted, fold it up, put it in the little envelope, and then you seal it. And then a person from your family. You can designate somebody from your family. My dad did it for us. Um, He took all our ballots and then he went to the drop off location and put it in the box.
0: All right, so basically all you have to do is just like what Cassandra said, just mail it in, send it to the designated drop boxes. Also reminder, make sure you answer all the questions that's on the ballot. You don't want to leave anything that's blank. Send it in. Um, Also in the state of New York, um and what we're also going to be talking about as well is um on election day that early voting has um we're actually are in the process of early voting and um, we've actually started um we started last uh, last weekend uh on october 24th some states have probably started earlier several weeks before most states like uh, pennsylvania have now started their early voting um If you do have early voting in your state, obviously you definitely want to do it now, then wait till election day. Um, But again, early voting has started in the state of New York, is going, is underway. Just quickly, um, just wanna say this, if you want to look at, take a look at the episode that we did where we were talking about what's on the ballot and we were talking about all those issues that we talked about earlier, um, you can listen to it by going to anchor.fm or any podcast platform and type in Real Conversations with Anthony and Cassie. Or if you decide that you want to watch it, um, again, just go onto Facebook, type that in, and we do have the video up on the line. So um, this is going to be a short, it's not going to be a long episode. Uh, we're just going to kind of highlight a couple things that we have seen so far, in the last couple of days and what is on tap as we approach election day. So the first thing that we're gonna kind of talk about a little bit is we just wanna talk about early voting and how that has been going so far. And um, just kind of wanna give you a couple little um, facts so you guys can kind of figure to kind of give you a couple little updates. Uh, First of all, um, early voting turnout has gone far exceedingly, overwhelming, m- much better than anyone has expected. Um, in other words, voting turnout has been very, very high. Um, and I can just say, especially if you go in some of those, several, those battleground states that they talk a lot about, like Arizona, um, Georgia, Texas, Florida, Wisconsin. We have seen uh, lines that has been going up, that has been, we have seen lines where citizens have been waiting up to eight hours maximum to cast their ballots. Um, New York City itself alone, 2,486,654 people have casted their ballot already, which is a record. Um, The black vote is up significantly. We can say it is up to about maybe 90 something percent, which is a very, very good sign. Also, we have seen a lot of young voters that has been voting as well. So this is just to put that in perspective. So far as of Friday, total early votes has been 84 million. 541,764 in person that's 30,052,508 mail ballots has been 54,489,256 outstanding 36,159,883 so I'm gonna go and ask you this question. How would, just hearing what I just said, how would high early voter turnout make an impact on the results?
1: I think it would make an impact on the results for the count to be high because we have so many people voting people voting by mail, people voting going to the polling place in person. As as far as um, the vote is concerned, the more people vote, the less the good turnout will have as a country.
0: Excellent. So let me ask you this question. And I know this is... Um... So as you can see, as I've said before, a lot of those swing states, we are seeing a lot of, we are seeing high voter turnout. And as you can see, just looking at demographics, you can tell you that you see a lot of black people voting. You see a lot of Latinos that are voting. Um, You also, you see a lot of young people that are voting. These are in Southern states. I mean, especially in Atlanta, Georgia, um, Florida, Texas actually has the highest early voting turnout in the whole entire country. So with that being said, now, you know, Cassandra, that these states are red states. Um, Some of them kind of are red states, not by much. Um, We also kind of remember in 2016, where Trump won those states, but it wasn't by a lot. So when you see these high voter turnouts and just talking about the demographics, Um, Do you think that we can see some of these southern states that usually are red turn blue for Biden?
1: Yes, I think so. Because if we have the young people like us, if we have us voting, and then we have our parents and our grandparents, if we all vote, I guess if the state was red and and then in return it comes blue, I think that's a good solution.
0: Okay. So do you think that, so you're thinking that, you think that it will turn blue? Possibly? Yes.
1: yes, Because of the voter turnout rate.
0: Okay. That's good. That's good. I think I'm actually was thinking the same exact thing. I think um, just looking at the Georgia, I think, um, I think that Georgia could, could turn a lot of people think have been saying that it could turn out to end up being a, uh, a bite and win in um, Georgia, which is good. Um, still a couple of yep. states I'm, I'm a little worried about. Um, Florida is kind of a little bit iffy because even though there is a very high turnout rate, you do have still have a uh, Latino voters, but sometimes, especially if we're talking about Miami area, which is heavily Cuban, Hispanic, and it usually, like 2016, they voted for Trump. And you know why, if you know the whole history about the Cuban Missile Crisis, and they kind of, you know, the reason why they fled over to this country was because they are an opposition of Cuba. And you know that Biden is more into favor of, because it's Obama administration, and how they reopen relationships with Cuba, they might be a little bit more resilient. So with that being said, um, Florida still is kind of a little bit of an iffy state, but um, but it's still heavily possible because you do see a lot, a record turnout at Florida as well. So, I mean, remember that um, um, in 2016, Trump won at Florida by one point. So if Biden can get Florida, as they all say before, if, um, if Biden gets Florida, pretty much it's going to be an early night because Trump is just not going to have a chance at all. Um, but how about the state of Texas? Now, you know, Texas have never gone red in so many years. Do you think that could possibly go blue?
1: Yes, I think so. If we do the same thing, like I said before, with the voter turnout rate and having the young people, and even the first timer people voting, I think that it'll be most unlikely to turn blue.
0: Yes, but yeah, absolutely. I, I'm actually kind of excited about this, because if now, if Texas goes blue, you know it's over. <laughs> It's all all over. No way. You can't, you can't. I said you can we can have all the swing states you want. That's it. You lose Texas. Yeah. Ball game is over. We all will be I
1: I feel that if we, we need to get out and vote because uh because it's very important time during this year. If we don't make decisions for voting, then the decisions will be made for us. And we won't have the opportunity to make our voice heard. Vote because you want policies and laws to change. It's up to you to make a difference.
0: Absolutely, I do agree. I that pretty much sums it up very much right there. Um, yeah. So now let's talk a little bit as well about the scenarios. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of very, very important. Um, and one of the big topics that has that we've been talking a lot about is, and you've been seeing a lot on the news, is the swing states where you got Florida, Michigan, Wisconsin, North Carolina, Arizona, and um, Pennsylvania. What's your opinion? What, how many states do you think Biden will get? That's my prediction. My prediction is that um, Biden is going to take at least four out of five, taking um, Pennsylvania off the map, because I just don't know if I don't know if he's going to get Pennsylvania. That's always been a tough state. I think Florida, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, maybe North Carolina. I can say yes, but um, what's your take on that?
1: I think that the five swing states will win for Biden.
0: You think he's think. gonna win all five? Yes. You think he's going to win I'm all five? Okay, yes. and why, do you, why are you confident on that? Because
1: he's getting out campaigning, talking to the people, he's making his voice heard. He's telling everybody, what he'll do to make a change and i believe him you believe him believe
0: okay um do you think that he's done enough because obviously yeah. you know obviously the reason i say that is because you know trump has been crisscrossing some of these states over and over again um he's mm-hmm. been in florida michigan several times um Wisconsin several times, North Carolina several times, Pennsylvania. Miss love Pennsylvania, but I think every time we hear him, he's in. I think he must have stopped in almost every city, single city in Pennsylvania. So, with that being said, um I mean, do you think that Biden has done? Now Biden has done the same thing. Do you? Do you think that? Do you think that Biden has did enough?
1: Yes, I think that he's the right person for the job. I think he could do it. Yes
0: you think people believe him? I mean, again, you...
1: Yes, I think so.
0: Okay, I think people...
1: I believe him because I've seen his campaigns. I've seen the debate. I believe that he's going to get the job done.
0: Here's my next question.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, let's compare that to 2016 with Hillary Clinton. Do you think okay. that comparing that from 2016 with Hillary Clinton... Do you think that Biden has done more? And then give me, and then tell me why or less. What, what's differences? Let me rephrase it. What differences have you seen from Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden campaign wise?
1: Campaign wise, I've saw Hillary Clinton get out there and um, speak to the people about the policies that she's going to do and why we need her to vote for us. Um, I believed her and what she had to say
0: and then I voted. But do you think but my um, question is do, do you, I think do I know?
1: think that do I think that Hillary Clinton did a good campaign? Yes, I think that she did a good job. Um, with Biden, I think that Biden can do the same thing. If he did it if he did it in 2016 I'm sorry. If he did it with Obama in twenty in two thousand six, he did it again in two thousand nine.
0: Okay. He did it again. You mean you mean two thousand eight and thousand oh? I'm sorry. So um, I my opinion is um, um, I will have to disagree with you a little bit with the Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Um, I think and I I believed her as well. I think she was going to be a fabulous president. However, I don't think that when it came to campaigning, she misjudged a lot of places. I don't think that she really went into the community, Um, especially um, like, for example, Wisconsin, um, Michigan, and um, Pennsylvania, where that's where, because if you think about the 2016 election, Trump won, but it wasn't by a lot. It was by maybe a fraction of maybe two percent or so, and mm-hmm. think about that. Those are people that decided to sit down and not vote, which cost Hillary Clinton the election. Hillary Clinton never really went to she he never she never went to um, Detroit, Michigan. She never went to Wisconsin. Um, I don't think she only probably only went to Florida maybe one time or so. But she didn't make a lot of mistakes as well. So we can't say that she did well. Her speech was perfect. I mean what she, her agenda was beautiful, but if people don't hear it, then they're just not gonna vote. And I think a lot of people also and I think a lot of people also uh, misjudged how bad Donald Trump would be because a lot of people didn't believe that Donald Trump was this type of person. And now if we fast forward to 2020, I mean, we said that he was a racist. I mean, we've said it many times. We said that he was a sexist. I mean, all you had to do was listen to 2016 and wall. I mean, that clear should have rung a bell there. But again, people didn't believe it. So the thing is, is that um, that this time around, I think that Joe Biden has done a lot better because he actually went into those places. He didn't just go there just one time. He went there many times. He's right. galvanized. Um, he also has galvanized the Black community by doing a like a barbershop series where he's talking to bo- people at barbershops. He was talking to people of small businesses. Mm-hmm. When those people in the community, remember when we had George Floyd? Yes. Um, Ari, he actually mm-hmm. went over there to the community to talk to the to the families. So the approach is a lot different than what yes. you hear. So, I'm sorry, if, I know you wanted to say something, so go ahead.
1: Yeah, it's okay. Um, I think that you're right. Biden is doing a good job going into the communities, talking to the people, talking about Joyce Floyd and talking about Breonna Taylor and what happened with that. And because those things are very important and I'm glad that he did those things because if he didn't do that, then people would have something to say about it negatively. So I think that he did a good job going into the communities and talking to the people because the people need our vote. So if you go to those states, you go to those places, you'll be more likely to get their vote and to talk to them personally. Um, That's what
0: I think. Exactly. And that's what people want. I mean, people want the ass. So Mm -hmm. if you don't go out there to get it, then you're not, then they're just not going to vote for you. That's, I mean, that's how we are. I mean, that's, I mean, that's how we roll, especially young people because young people Mm -hmm. want those things. They kind of want all those, they want those things. They want want for you to make the promise to them that you can fix it or try to fix it or make an effort to fix it.
1: Right, I have a poem that I wrote called "Petition Mr. President" that's in my book, "The Reality of Mocha Butterfly." And in that poem, I talked about the presidency, particularly I talked about Obama and how I want hi- I want him to make my college affordable because college was very expensive for my parents. And I did that poem, and i I spoke it out and I performed it, my mom and my other relatives said, you know, you should send it to him. I said, I'm not sure, you know, I don't know if he's gonna write me back or whatever, but I did that poem and then he won office and then he made my college affordable. So I was very happy about that.
0: Yeah. And, you know, and he could, and again, with fighting, um, you got that big opportunity there. Um, So, and I know we're starting to run out of time. So yes, we're down, we only got a few minutes left um, before we start mm-hmm. to wrap up. So let's just get okay. to my last um, predictions quickly. Um, okay. So um, the last thing is, and this was a question we were supposed to ask at the end of the last episode, but because we ran out of time, I'm going to actually ask this question now. Um, So we know that the day election day is going to be unprecedented, long lines, a lot of confusion, broken machines, not enough machines. Um, If you are going to be voting on that day, what is your best advice to that voter?
1: My best advice would be to vote like your life depends on it. And... To make
0: the best decision for you. Now keep in mind that these lines are going to be, I mean, super long, Cassandra. So I mean, a lot of time yeah. things that's going to get discouraging is I'm going to stand in a line for nine, six, for five, six, seven, wow. eight hours. Um, it's going to be cold now because we're now in the month of November. Um, so I mean, what are some things that they can bring just to keep um more? you know, just to keep them standing in line because a lot of people tend to leave after they see a long line, they'll just turn around saying, I'm not doing this. So what's advice to that?
1: I would say before you go out and vote, have your coffee, have a good balanced meal, have your breakfast, and then go out and vote. I know that it can be long lines, but it's worth the wait. So make sure that your stomach is full and that you're healthy and uh, go
0: out and there and vote. Um, and I guess you pretty much have summed up what I was about to say. Um, again, if you haven't voted yet and you live in a state that um, vote first, if you do have early voting, please go and vote now. Early voting will end on Sunday. so um, And it is, it is a weekend. So anticipate there's gonna be very, very long lines Um, Some things I do want to say, even on election day itself, um, that most of these poll places close early at the crack of dawn at 6 a.m. You may want to be out there at 4 o'clock. They're going to close at 8 or 9. Prepare to be there the entire day. Um, Bring a chair. Bring a book. um, Bring some water. Bring some snacks. Get yourself uh, some music and listen to on iTunes or whatever music platform that you use um, just to keep you motivated Um, but whatever you do do not get off that line stay in line don't let these long lines and all this confusion discourage you from voting and I'm going to say this as I'm going to say it clearly we know that Biden is leading in all the polls but remember they are polls and they are usually inaccurate. The only votes that's gonna count is those that are in the ballot box. I'm gonna say that one more time. The only votes that count is those that are in the ballot box. Make sure that you cast your ballot and we all going to have to be very patient because we will not have the results on Tuesday night when the polls close. I'm just gonna say that again. Tuesday night, we may not know who is gonna become our next leader. We don't know if this is going to be a close election. We don't know if it's gonna be a blowout or not because there's a lot of votes to be counted. And also we are still in a pandemic. So keep those things in mind. I know we're all gonna be very anxious. We all want to, but just be mindful that it's going to be some time. It may take some weeks. It may take us until December before we finally find out who our next president is. We are praying that that it will not be too much of a close election because if it's too close to call, Supreme Court ends up making that final decision. So we need it to be almost a landslide. Um, if you have any comments, suggestions, or recommendations on this episode, future episodes, you can email me at ellis 201835 at gmail.com or Cassandra at a2huron2006 at gmail.com. Also, you can just look below. You can also see our email information there. Once again, remember election day is in a few days. Please make sure you go out and vote. If you can early vote, please do that. And, and next episode, we will be having a poet. And I'm very, very excited for that. And who was that poet going to be, Cassandra?
1: Abigail Abby Ballas.
0: All right. Um, I'm excited. So I hope you're excited. Please make sure you tune into our next episode. We will see you next time. Bye. See you later.
1: Bye-bye.